Our scripture lesson today is Matthew 2, 1 through 12, found on pages 1 through 2 in your New Testament Pew Bible. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their country by another road. Listen to the voice of the Spirit speaking to the church. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. I have to say, while you were singing We Three Kings, you just looked, I don't know, beatific or something. You just had these beautiful looks on your faces, and I just wanted to tell you that. So thanks. Let us pray. Gracious God, we do give you thanks that we can come together in this space, that we can wait patiently for your spirit to move among us and in us. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's a joke I've always wanted to use, and if you've heard it already, indulge me. So what would have happened if it had been three wise women instead of three wise men to visit the baby Jesus? They would have asked directions, arrived on time, helped deliver the baby, cleaned the stable, made a casserole, and brought practical gifts. <laughs> I always wanted to share that, so this was my time. We all recognize that a baby can turn a household upside down. And our Christ Christmas story continues about a baby that turned the world upside down. And there's so much going on in this story. A pilgrimage of foreigners, interpretation of ancient texts, meetings with kings, deception, worship, terror. And in the center of it all, a baby and his mother in a humble town 
six miles south of Jerusalem, the city of power. But all of that misses one of the most essential pieces of this story, and that is the star. Did you notice that the star was mentioned four times in 12 verses? I think Matthew did not want us to miss it. In my freshman year of college, I looked more closely at this star myself. I took an astronomy class in which I wrote a paper about the feasibility of a peculiar star over Bethlehem around the time of Jesus. Astronomers actually think about these things, I know. Much has been written on this topic, and if I remember correctly, um, some believe that the bright star that drew the Magi from the east to Bethlehem was Halley's Comet. And uh, Halley's Comet is estimated to have made an appearance in that, uh, in that first century, in the early first century. This past week, I read another um, article, or read about an article about another star. The brightest star in the Orion constellation, pronounced Betelgeuse, like the movie. Betelgeuse is 600 light years away. And Betelgeuse has been dimming significantly, which probably means it's about to explode into a supernova. Astronomers say Betelgeuse's explosion will be spectacular, that you and I will be able to see it, and it could happen any time. In fact, they say it could happen any time between tonight, which would be so cool, and wait for it, 100,000 years from now. A hundred thousand year span of time, and I thought uh, that the astronomers' uh, energy about the about the headline the headline did not match the uh, the reality of the uh, story. Um, but they also said, "Keep watching for it." I said, "Okay," um, like ancient stargazers in the biblical story, it appears that we too must stay alert if we want to catch sight of extraordinary events in the sky. Each year on the 12th day after, 12th day after Christmas, the church celebrates the festival of Epiphany. Epiphany ends the Christmas season and begins what is called the season of light. Epiphany comes from the Greek word epiphania, which means to appear or to show, Epiphany can also mean a sudden manifestation of an insight. The festival of Epiphany is also called Three Kings Sunday, like the hymn that we sang. And we often see depictions of the three kings carrying gifts, traveling from the east to find the true king of kings. And in the Christmas card version of the Epiphany story, and in most creches, the three kings are in the scene, with the, in the stable in that scene. But we know they were not there with Jesus. They were not likely all men, and they were definitely, uh, there was definitely more than three of them there. You know I like Bible stories, so let's unpack this story just a little bit. 
So who were the magi? These wise men or kings or astrologers. In Greek, the word for magi is best interpreted as astrologers or stargazers. They were from Persia, which is modern-day Iran. The magi or stargazers practiced the religion of Zoroastrianism, a precursor to Islam. They believed studying the stars offered signs of human events on Earth. I thought it was interesting that people who practiced a different religion were the ones in the story who sought out the king of the Jews in order to worship him. These foreigners risked more, traveled farther to find the baby Jesus than did the Jewish scribes and religious leaders only six miles away from him. Throughout the gospel, Matthew will continue to show us that it is the outsider, the one on the margins, the one outside the religious community, the one with a fresh viewpoint who recognizes Jesus as the Messiah. Before the Magi found Jesus in Bethlehem, they arrived in Jerusalem where they met King Herod. And do you remember King Herod? He was a puppet king in charge, put there by the Roman powers. This Herod is the same insecure tyrant who threw John the Baptist in prison and then had him beheaded. This Herod is the same insecure tyrant who in the next section of Matthew's story calls for the slaughter of all baby boys under the age of two. Now when the Magi revealed to Herod that they'd come to worship the king of the Jews, Herod was more than unsettled because he was king of the Jews. But Herod felt the presence of a new ruler. He felt the tremors of a power shift taking place. He felt his own power being threatened, and he was terrified. Pretending to be on board with this miraculous epiphany of a new and powerful presence coming into the world, Herod encouraged the stargazers to find the baby and return to tell me where the baby is that I too can pay homage to the Christ. To pay homage means to kneel down in humility, to prostrate oneself to a king who is worthy of worship. But what king worships another king? I imagine the stargazers left Jerusalem skeptical. The Magi did not set out with certainty of where they were going or what kind of king they would find. They followed their instincts and their knowledge that something powerful was taking place. The star led the Magi to Bethlehem and to the Messiah. The stargazers were expert explorers of the sky, of signs in the sky. But what was it about that particular star, that particular sign, that compelled them to venture out into the unknown? It wasn't rational. 
Epiphanies are rarely rational. Albert Einstein said, I never made one of my discoveries through the process of rational thinking. But even for you and me, now and again, there are new stars or signs that tell us that we must move on from a familiar or safe landscape in our lives. The message of our star might not be rational, but somehow we know in our hearts, we know in our guts, it's time to follow something new, to go somewhere new, metaphorically or literally. And our star or the sign might feel like a restlessness or a longing for something more. The star might feel like a yearning that beckons us out of our familiar selves toward a strange newness. Now, I myself felt uncomfortable and uncomfortable nudging about five years ago that I couldn't explain. I felt a nudging to leave my familiar homeland of Cleveland, Ohio, and felt called to serve a church I knew nearly nothing about in Denver, Colorado, a land in which I never imagined my family living. And after much consternation and discernment of the signs, prayer, and counsel of wise friends, I ventured out and followed a new star, a star that led my family and me right here to Montview Church, the star right here. It's been quite a journey. And I must confess, I think the star could have come clean about an $8 million capital campaign <laughs> that would be there when I arrived. But like the Magi, sometimes we might feel God's beckoning and we're not totally certain where we're being led, or what, or who we'll find when we arrive. But uncertainty is the hallmark of faith. Uncertainty is the hallmark of faith. Without the uncertain quest, there can be no epiphanies about ourselves. Paradoxically, it's in times of discomfort that we are propelled out of our ruts to search for more meaningful ways to live and for truer answers to our questions. The festival of Epiphany and the new calendar, calendar year come together in a really good way at the right time. New insights about your life might come in 2020 New stars to follow might appear in the heavens. Newness is a perfect theme for a new decade. So what if you, like those stargazers, are feeling led by a new star into an uncertain space? What vastness beckons you? What would compel you to take the necessary risks to go into that uncertain space, carrying the gifts you need to share. I know some of you 
are embarking on new paths in your lives right now. Some of you are moving into new homes, into new jobs, or new relationships, or new schools. Some of you have welcomed a baby, or you've lost a loved one, or you are on your own spiritual search. These are all spaces of uncertainty. Such an uncertain calling can indeed produce anxiety. But fear does not have to paralyze you to paralyze you from putting one foot in front of the other. Because this is the season of Emmanuel. We are promised that God is with us that God will provide signs for us to keep us following. God will provide the wise counsel of the community. God will provide those to uphold us. Like the Magi, we will not be alone on the journey. And like the Magi, we will go home by another way. Amen.